Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, it's the ABC Murders. Sorry, Agatha Christie, The ABC Murders. The Hercule to my Hastings joins me in this case. Craig, how are we doing today? Uh, bomb. Trey Bond. Uh, oh, that's the good stuff. All right, so we had a bit of a scheduling snafu, and we ended up recording this after Sherlock Holmes when we had planned to have it the other way around. So if we reference things last week that we say we said in the Poirot episode, uh, just do forgive us. Things happen. Yeah. All right, uh, Craig, since you read the stats on Sherlock Holmes, I will read the stats here. Agatha Christie colon, The ABC Murders, was developed by Artifact Studio and published by Anuman slash Calypso, depending on what region you were in. This was released on 8th generation consoles, as well as Mac OS, Linux, the Switch, and Android. And that was roughly from 2016 all the way up to 2020 when it hit the Switch. So, Craig... Do you happen to have any history with the French studio Artifacts? No. I don't, oddly. I, after a lengthy Google, I know them from Space Hulk Tactics, and that's it. Uh, this is a very small studio that tends to work with Euro publishers, I guess would be the best way I could put it. Like, you know, like it wouldn't surprise me if they do a focused game at some point, mm -hmm. or a, you know, Calypso publishes them um so for me very much this is the first thing that i've really played by them and it's on a subject that we both are quite passionate about much like sherlock holmes yeah we will try to keep this shorter than sherlock holmes because you know but this will be shorter because 20 minutes of sherlock holmes was about sherlock and 20 30 minutes of it was on mechanics Whereas we won't get that here at all. No. Um, not Let's not spoil the porridge too quickly, Craig. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, so, uh, Poirot. Um, mm -hmm. Not exactly the same kind of household name recognition that is Sherlock, but what's your history, buddy? Um, I, again, absolutely love watching Poirot, as in David Suchet Poirot TV show. Uh, the only uh, Poirot. Well... <sighs> the latest no you say Kenneth Branagh we're done nope the latest two films who may or may not have starred Kenneth Branagh and may have may not been directed by Kenneth Branagh are pretty decent I went to watch Death in the Nile at the cinema maybe a month ago when this comes out two months ago or whatever and I really enjoyed it, you know, like... I like the movie. I don't mm -hmm. like him. I kind of like him as well. I, I, oh, no, Craig. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's really good. I think the great thing they did with the first film was they had Johnny Depp in it, and no one likes Johnny Depp, so... And then they killed him. And then they killed him. And it's Violently. a shame. <laughs> Very violently. <laughs> I, I loved the first film and I loved that mod. It felt like a very modern take on Poirot and Death in the Nile felt like a very... It's a modern storytelling of a period piece, you know, like it's shot and the the story is told very well. Not like it was shot films. on BBC. I, 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 yeah, oh, I know definitely. what you mean. There, there yeah. is that murder mystery BBC look. Yeah, yeah. But again, absolute fan of Poirot. I'd like an absolute fan. He's up there with Sherlock Holmes and Columbo as the top tier detectives. I can't go with you on Columbo, but instead I will counter with my own old person favorite, and that would be Murder She Wrote. Um, mm. I'll take yeah. Murder She Wrote over Columbo any day. But. Um, does the fandom just spring from the TV show for you, or did you also ever get into reading the books? Well, oddly, like with Sherlock, it was the books and the film. It, it was everything about Sherlock. With Poirot, it it spawned from the TV show. 
and any time I've tried to read a book, I've kind of wavered off and went back to the telly. And it's that's just fair enough. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. I I think sometimes when you when you see something that you like and you attach yourself to a particular format of media, it's hard to go like, oh. I watched the Harry Potter films, so I'm going to go and read the books, or the books are better. Like, yeah. I, I, I just think sometimes you just have to go with your gut and say, oh, uh, this particular media is best for me. And see, I, I'm kind of the opposite. Um, after I got done reading all the Sherlock that I could find at the local library, you know, uh, it was, boy, that's a thing that nobody's ever said. Mm-hmm. in the last 20 years uh, it was very much like like Agatha Christie is up there with Doyle in terms of like if you like murder mysteries there you go she's like the bible for murder mysteries mm-hmm. um, and I started to read Curtain actually because I, I didn't know it was just eh, it's Curtain sure uh, and I just didn't get on with it I then saw the show and got to put like a face and characteristics and voice to the character Poirot, and that helped me read most of the books. Yeah. Because once I finally got that in my brain, I was like, oh, okay, I can now just picture David Suchet and Hugh Fraser, couldn't think of his name, mm-hmm. uh, in this role. Uh, I've, I've read a lot of Agatha Christie books, like uh, eventually you'll want to miss Marple, and then the ones that don't have either, like Crooked House and things like that. Um, Agatha Christie ranks up there was probably my favorite author, like, she's up there with Doyle for me. I love her stuff. I would love to see an Agatha Christie, like, um, and then there were none. I would love to see a live production of that. If I ever do get a chance to go to England, I would love that. So, for me, both of these games this month were some of my favorite pieces of media. Like, I mean, we're talking up there with, like, James Bond, right? Like, this is just top-tier stuff for us. So, going into this game... I was quite excited because my wife had played it and she said, it's really good. She said she didn't like some of the voice work, but, you know, other than that, she liked it. Uh, are you coming to this fresh this time or have you played it before? No, I've, I've played this before, much like Sherlock Holmes. I've played this many times before and I knew what I was coming into, so I knew what I would be disappointed by. Uh, okay, first off, many times, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Alright, uh, really quick, if you're familiar with the book, it will act as a codex for when you play this game. Um, this is very much a semi-faithful, but faithful in all the important parts. Like, you know, maybe in the book this person's uh, not a doctor, but in the game it's a doctor. Or, you know, the murders are shortened down. There's not as many victims. Things like that. Yeah. But if you know who the, the culprit is... You'll get there. Yeah. The main the main difference between the game and the book is you get to save what's his face, Declan Doyle, the pub owner from the last story. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, whereas in the book you can't obviously because you're reading. <laughs> you can't save the guy that you're reading I've about. I tried yelling at the book so hard. <laughs> but they they did. I I actually really liked that about the game was. It, it was something that you could change right at the very end. You could figure it out and you could warn them. And I think that that kind of that elevated it slightly from the the book was me being able to just twist a bit. So it's something we should have talked about when we did Sherlock, but you know we were too busy talking about other stuff. Mm-hmm. So then, to you being extremely slavish towards the book is not. A bonus point. No, no, not at all. Like, I think if you're going to tell the story that's written in a book already, then you'd be as well just reading the book. Like, it's it's always about what, what can you do with a different media. In a game, it's all about making, like, for me, you know, like, ah, it's just like age-old player choice, making decisions different paths, all of that stuff matters to me. So if you're going to take a book and turn it into a game, it needs to incorporate some sort of player choice. You can't make a game out of a book where you just click through the lines of the book. I'm still waiting on the House of Leaves video game. 
I'm still can waiting. You imagine, can you imagine? <laughs> absolute. Like, it'd be, nah, it'd be mental. Well, like, here's my question, right? Because let's say these games, Sherlock and... Uh, we're just going to call it probably Poirot from here on mm-hmm. out. Just yeah. because it's easier than Agatha Christie, the ABC murders. You're buying them probably because you like that story. And I wonder how much of this game is bought by people going, I like that story, I would like to replay it. I don't and know. And how much of it... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't, I, I don't know if it's much about I like the story. I genuinely think it might be I like either the character or the genre. Like, I think the story is the least saleable part of the game. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I think, like... If you like murder mysteries and you like games and you like this and that and the other, oh, there's a Poirot game. I know that Poirot guy. I'll play that murder mystery game. Or I think it's it, it's more about I like Poirot. I'll play a Poirot game. I I think taking the ABC murders as a, a written media and going, we'll make that a game, your last target audience will be the people that read the book. You're trying to introduce it to new people. Hmm. Maybe. You, like, like you. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not something that either of us can definitively say. No, but yeah, I do yeah. know people that like. Let's take Star Wars for example, because it's bigger than God. Um, I do know people that do not play video games, but when a Star Wars game comes out, they will play that. That's mental. It is. It's it's very strange. But because this person liked Star Wars, that's why they played Kotor, not because they liked RPGs, not because they liked Bioware. It's just, oh, it, it's a Star Wars video game. I'll play it. Like, it is, and I'm sure that happens to, like, James Bond fans as well. It's like, oh, well, there's a James Bond game. Sure, I'll play it. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I'd be very curious to see. Can you imagine, you... like, a James Bond person in the future, and you're like, oh, you like that James Bond game that I.O. made? Why don't you try Hitman? Go and play a Hitman 3. And they'd be like... Why would I want to play that? Because that's not Jim. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. It is a strange demographic that I don't think would be worth pandering to. But I have no idea. Like yeah, I, I know there are some games that. that Kelsey will want to play because of what the subject matter is. Like great example. My wife does not play games that are not farming sims or puzzle games. She just doesn't. She saw Harry Potter was getting a video game and it didn't look like angry Dorito Hagrid yelling <laughs> at people. And she was like, I don't care what that is, but if I can't play it, you're playing it. So I, I don't know how much a license has pulled. And let's be fair, this is a older person's license. I don't see too many 20-year-olds banging on about how cool Poirot is. At least in America. <laughs> That I mean, makes, you'd be lucky for sad. most people to, most people to know who Agatha Christie is. Um, but, yeah, and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's fine. It's just, I'm very curious as to why this got so many ports. Was it just because it was made in Unity and so it's easy to port? Or was there demand for it? You're, the, the, see, the first thing you said, that's exactly why. You think that was why, it? That's exactly why, yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay, maybe we should actually talk about the game instead of the uh, this high-level discussion where we don't have answers for things. I know, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, why don't you explain... Um, we're not going to explain the ABC murders. It's one of the most famous murder mystery books ever written. Mm-hmm. So why don't you explain what gameplay entails in Poirot ABC murders? Yeah, so Poirot ABC murders is a more typical point-and-click adventure that you might encounter. It's a 3D environment, but you are picking up things and examining things and talking to people to figure out clues. It's not quite as in-depth... Hang on. Is this after Sherlock now? Yeah, yeah, it does. Either way, use it as you need it. Yeah. So it's not quite after... No. It's not quite as as in depth as Sherlock that we spoke about last week. It's more, 
it's a very light investigative thing where you have a series of tasks to perform to progress the story and it could be that you have to solve a puzzle box or talk to a particular person a lot of elements of the abc models um if you've ever played something like the room it's a very it's a very physical task of i need to pick up this cigar box and unlock it to get a bit of the story to progress it's very much that it's it's uh, the way the way i see it yeah. is this is way more flag dependent on progress as in did you hit this one dialogue choice if yes you may progress if not keep searching L- like the game unlike Sherlock Holmes the game comes to a dead stop if you have not done everything and I mean everything in whatever screen or area you're in so to me, this plays more, I know, forgive the analogy, but this plays more like a traditional LucasArts adventure game to me. Yeah. Yeah, you're um, not far wrong. It is very linear. And I think the difference between LucasArts and this is there's not it's not very engaging when it comes to any other puzzles or bits that you have to do. No, and and again, I don't know if this is because of Unity or not, but even the mini-games that they throw in to break it up, for some reason, everybody in this case owns a puzzle box. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't feel good to solve those puzzle boxes. No. Like, the way you as the player interact with them feels janky. I think um, our... Dearly Departed Luke, who is not here, was right in playing this on an iPad. Because if you play it on an iPad, you get that tactile experience of sliding. And and like, I think we've got this wrong, and it is meant to be played on an iPad. Uh, It didn't release on that first. Like, I mean, February mm. is when it dropped for Windows, Linux, OS X, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah. And then it wasn't until September that it released on only in Europe, Android. Oh, really? Like, it's not even here on iOS. So, I yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, uh, speaking of the conspicuously absent Luke, um, we kind of have a rule where you have to finish the game in order to, you know, get on the episode. Uh, he got about 80% through and went, nah, nah, I'm done. I'm just done. Which is a bit of a damning of this game. Uh, but hopefully we can explain why this is unsatisfactory to play. Um, in addition to some of the puzzle boxes that you have, there are, at times, puzzles. Now, the only one that's really springing to my mind that counts is the map. Did you do the map? The the tiger you killed yes. and the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really about it in terms of puzzle. Now, um if if it, the map is basically um it's a combination lock. I did like some of the lock stuff, like anything that wasn't watching their little representation of Poirot kind of saunter around and just talk to a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then, then it was like, oh, oh, I'm doing something. Um, for me, that was a little bit of a highlight. And it, I'm not going to lie, this was a slog to get to the end. Let's talk about how it looks. Yeah. Um. Um. It looks kind of like. Oh, I hate it. I hate the way. I hate the way this game looks. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it looks like a worse. Bro- you know what it looks almost like? Like a flat, broken sword with worse noses. My the noses are kind of weird. Uh, my notes for this are cheap and sparse. Like now, here's here's something that I found interesting. 
Sherlock Holmes. Granted, may have had a bigger budget, and it may be unfair of us to compare these two games, but hey, them's the breaks. Um, it made you feel like you were in turn of the century London. Mm-hmm. This does not feel like a period piece to me. Like, there's not enough detail in the background for you to peg it to a certain time period. Like, for example, uh, just when you're doing the first murder. Uh, what's your name? Can't think of her name. Um, A- Alice, A- Alice Asher. Alice Asher, yes. That could be anywhere from the 1910s to Great Depression America. Like, it, it didn't look unique as, oh, this is a certain time period. To me, at least. And to me, that has to do with a lot of the detail that is just missing because I'm guessing this is a very small budget and a small team. How do you feel about the way it makes you feel as a period piece? That, again, it doesn't... It feels more... It's more generic in the look of it. The things that make you think that's a period piece is more in the story. So when you get to the the seas of the mother and you're in the the manor and it's talking more about oh there's the man of the house and he goes on the walk every evening at this time that's where the kind of timely period piece comes in the rest of it the way it looks it just kind of looks generic yes i will agree um one of the most important things for them to nail was um making the character look like David Suchet for mm-hmm. me, but I realized that's not possible. Uh, the second most important thing would be getting David Suchet to be the voice of it, and I realized that's probably not possible, but I will give the man who plays Poirot does a very good job. I think the script lets him down, but his voice acting is actually fairly solid. Yeah, I think I think you're right. The story... The ABC story is very good, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. And who plays Poirot trying to make his way through this story is very good. And the rest of it is pretty balls in places. Um, <laughs> it, it like I'm trying really hard not to just be like, eh, it's kind of garbage. I know, I know. But um, first off, let's let's give the man let's give the man his due. He does do a good job. Everybody else in this cast, I am mm-hmm. not going to say they're all terrible actors, but boy, do they come across that way. Um, I think Hastings is a real dud, like mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. dud. Um, even Jap comes across as f- almost flat and uninterested. And the man they got to play the Scottish guy. I'm sorry, Craig, you oh, should know him. Yeah. Um, that voice actor really needed some to work on his delivery. Now, granted, could be the script because I did like it does that thing that bothers me where the subtitles do not match the spoken track. That drives me nuts. So, I, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot about this I don't know, and it's hard to look up info for because this is a small production. And I really don't want to seem like I'm punching down at something. Ah, crap. But are we doing this wrong? Why? Because I'm just thinking, the way we did Sherlock was we spoke about Sherlock, then we did the mechanics, and then we went case by case. Should we not do Faro? Well, I I thought about that, right? And but the AB here's the thing: in Sherlock, knowing the plot would not ruin it. Yeah. In this, knowing the plot would one hundred percent ruin it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like as soon as you so know, why, you know. Yeah, as soon as you know, it's Al- Alexander Bonaparte Cust, hence the ABC. Uh, then yes, it's ruined. Mm-hmm. I I don't want. To ruin that for people. No, by the way, guys, that's that's not the name. I'm just being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't want to ruin it for people because this did just like fairly recently release on the Switch. I mean, within the last year or two. So yeah, and you never know. Uh, not to mention, I think this doesn't have enough. T- like, did we not like this because we knew the book inside and out, or or the show, or any other the myriad of translations of this? Yeah. But you want to talk about mechanics, Craig? Boy, I'm sorry, that sounds hostile. Uh, let's talk yeah. about mechanics. Fat. You want to talk about it? Let's do oh it. God, like, I'm really sorry to bring this up. You know, mechanics in a, in a gaming podcast. I know, right? Even though we focus on mechanics. Uh, okay, so... Due to this being a detective game, they will have some variety of, let's just call it the Mind Palace, right? Like, that mm. is a terrible name, but it's the best descriptor. In this... I think the mistake it makes is it's multiple choice. You are not having to connect clue A to clue B to form conclusion C. In this, it's was she able to move away from the crime scene? What are your proofs that prove Poirot right? Now, I get it. The character is, you know, always right because that's the character. But not being able to even have the small amount of gameplay of putting clues together that Sherlock has makes this more like somebody pausing a movie and going, okay, here's your pop quiz. Um, almost, I, and not to, go ahead. I was just, I think that's the point of Sherlock. I think that's the point of Poirot. Sorry, Jesus. I think that's the point of Poirot. He is always right. Like, Poirot is always right. The point of the game could never have been to make well, that's, hmm. Poirot He's not wrong. always right, because sometimes, Craig, he's 36 times an idiot. <laughs> he, he is wrong sometimes, right? This gives you no opportunity, and arguably is... Mm, I don't like to assign motive to a developer, right? But it seems they are more concerned with telling a story than making this a game. Like, there were, like, let's take Asher. Like, let's stay on the first case, because that way if somebody does want to play this and see what we're talking about, it's not ruined for them. Mm-hmm. One of the questions that um, is in your little mind palace is, basically, was the body moved? And you can look at the body and go, oh, the puddle of blood that came out of the wound is on the floor next to the wound obviously was not moved. But until you go and hit this this clue, this clue, this clue, and this clue, you cannot even hazard a guess. So to me, this is not putting a puzzle together. This is taking somebody's puzzle that is almost done and you have five pieces left and you go bloop, 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 bloop. You're done. Uh, for me, that was the most frustrating part. It's like, no, let, let me guess and be wrong because, you know, in the books you get his internal monologue, but in the show you don't. But he still talks things out of like, was he able to do this? Oh, no, here's a good reason why they can't do that. Uh, I'm sorry, it sounds like I'm I'm railing too much talk, <laughs> Craig. Mm. You're not talking, Craig. Hello. Play devil's advocate. I can't because you're... You're like you're like very right. <laughs> I I mean I enjoy being right, like Quaro, but like how can you? I I I know, but like you're very right. A lot of what they could have done with this, they didn't because it it felt like it just it just plays into Poirot's right. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, and like again, boy, I'm I'm sorry, artifacts. I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but it seems like okay. If you made this game, it is because you love this character, you love this book, you chose this one specifically. Maybe it came down to eh, which ones can we afford the license for? That's fair enough. But there are things about this where Sherlock was very. Pretty damn true to the Sherlock character. Yeah. There's a lot in this that does not feel true to the Poirot character. 
like there are little nods, yeah, of like, well, Poirot is very fastidious, mm-hmm. so you can check the mirror and make sure you your mustaches are straight yeah. and such. But that's it. There's uh, they they don't show it when he talks. They don't show it when it's it's just a cutscene. You know, you don't have the little character moments of oh, he got some dirt on his shoe while he's talking to Jap, and so he wipes it off. You know, things like that. Doesn't complain about being on the sand. Like, I, I'm really nitpicking here, but to me, those are the important parts of what makes the character fun. I, yeah, I think that's, that is almost exactly it. Poirot isn't a playable character. Poirot would only do one thing one way and react one th- one way to any particular situation, so there's no way... Oh, you make him sound like a bad character, though. No, not at all. He's, he's, he's like an amazing character, but he would only ever... Like, like he would only ever do or react to a certain thing a certain way. So trying to make it playable, like, you can't make decisions for Poirot because Poirot has already made the decision. Yeah. Whereas you know what I mean? Sherlock, even in the books, he's very much always adjusting his theory on yeah, the fly. Yeah, yeah. Until he gets it, and then he's like, ah, I'll tell you later, you dumbass watch Yeah. Poirot is, is just like... He's like an immovable object, traveling through time, solving. <laughs> but it, like, like he just he just does what he does and moves on. But they don't play that up either. In this, they don't play that up. Of he's super self confident. He he's very capable. He's this. He's very much. Hmm. In this, he comes across as almost bumbling sometimes. He only comes across as bumbling because they try to give you player choice. When at the end of the day... That's a good point, actually. (laughs) At the end of the day, you should never have a choice in how Poirot solves a case because Poirot knows. Or you should. Well, I mean, let's take the story of ABC. I'm sorry. I'm going to try my damnedest not to spoil this. Mm -hmm. It's not like he knows who the murderer is after even the first two murders. But... He is competent enough to go, I know it wasn't you. Yeah. In this, it doesn't come across that way. In this, he comes across like... (sighs) You know what, Craig? I'm going to say something here, and it's going against everything I believe as a religion. Uh, That is, the Raven does a better job at being Poirot than the Poirot game. Oh, you're right. You're right, yeah. And I do not like that game because it is an adventure game and against my religion. Mm-hmm. But for anyone I, listening, go and play The Raven. It's a very good absolutely, game. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess if... Because it's not like once you watch, let's say, the episode of the show, the ABC murder that Suchet did, it's not like once you see that episode, you never want to revisit that story again. You know, you can take a lot of enjoyment mm-hmm. just out of performances or the, the camera work, although it is BBC show, so it's going to be very flat. But in this, you cannot get the enjoyment that you get out of just watching Poirot be Poirot. Whereas you could with Sherlock as well. Like, you could just enjoy inhabiting that character. The one thing that I think this game does that Sherlock didn't as well is the recreations of the crime. I like how this game did it more than I like how Sherlock did it. Really? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I like... like there's an extended <laughs> pause there because it was just... There like was a processing. pregnant pause. Yeah. Yeah? How come? I like, I like the way he talks through it, right? Like, okay, so the murder must have been here. Was now when he snuck up behind it, or was there some evidence to prove that was wrong? Like, like you actually having to reenact the crime, I think, is more interesting than put these slides in order. Of like, you know, uh, not, let's take. Sorry, uh, is it not just Betty, the same puzzle? Is it not just like putting slides in order is the same as did he use the neckerchief to strangle her, or did he? Like hold her hand, walking up the beach oh, type. Well, okay, yeah. Let, let, okay, you just mentioned the second murder, Betty Barnard, I think. Yep, yep, Bernard yep. or Barnard. 
when you when you're doing that reenactment, that is a good way to reinforce in the player's mind of okay, why couldn't it have been here? Oh, because the rope was there. Did he use the belt or did he use something else? Like like it's a way to reinforce it in your brain in terms of okay, so I can now visualize the crime, right? And the circumstance of how it happened. In Holmes, I mean I don't think it's bad in Holmes by mm-hmm. any stretch. But there, you're just going, okay, so obviously he started from this doorway because it's the first one, and he stopped there because then the man's dead. So I just have to get the middles in order. Instead of you doing what arguably I would think of, okay, let me get into the brain of the killer during this scene. I just, I think that stylistically is more fun for me. Maybe that's the way that Poirot solves it. He gets into the brain of the killer. Sherlock knows oh, yeah, what they've done. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a good, this is a good pairing in terms of characters too. Because mm-hmm. while Sherlock is very physical evidence, Poirot is very um, psychological. Yeah, the man sits in a chair and solves a murder, um, and that's where I think the Poirot game falls apart. Is you don't do that. You're arguably doing the exact same things as you are in the Sherlock game. Yeah. And that doesn't play to that character's strength. No. Like most of this game should have taken place in listening to people talk and then a lot of brain palace stuff going on. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm This is one of those games where I feel bad talking about how I honestly feel about it. Yeah, I I get you. Because they that like I mean, Poirot is such a difficult character to make a, a turn into a, turn Poirot into a game is not a thing that you can do. Let's give the man his. No, dues. I would say it's arguably much harder than Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Sherlock has a um, process and an order of operations and a yeah, way plus to you have sort all the physical evidence. Yeah. yeah, you get physical evidence. You have logic, and you're pretty observant. So you can figure things out. Poirot is like an like an ethereal ghost of problem solving and crime solving. And I just... guess the best way to put it is Sherlock is external, where Poirot is internal. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, boy, this was this was a doomed effort from the start. All right, I'm gonna do something I don't ever really do. Let's let's wrap this up a little early, just because I, I I'm starting to feel bad. I, I I it honestly feels like these guys put out a product. They're a very small studio that doesn't release a lot of things. I, this is why I would make a terrible reviewer, Craig. Just is. I, I feel bad. A lot of people probably worked really hard on this, or maybe they didn't. I don't know. They're French. I can't speak French. And yes, I said I can't speak France because a little bit of levity in this. <laughs> this is a real dirge, Craig. It is a bit, and I'm I like I I am absolutely painfully racking my brain for some sort of redeeming comment. The best we got is the voice characterization they have for Poirot and only Poirot. Although, I mean, Cust isn't bad, right? Like, he's not bad. Oh, Cust isn't bad. Poirot isn't bad, but everyone else is like, like we were doing the voices. <laughs> just Yeah. I, I did have the thought of maybe English wasn't their first language. But, again, you're making a commercial product that should be fair game to brag on you about it then, right? Oh dear. Alright, so Craig, let's yeah. let's then do a little thought experiment and get our little gray cells to work. Mm-hmm. If this does not work as an investigatory game, does this work for you as an adventure game? You did play it multiple times. Yeah. And no, it doesn't it it works. Once you know what's happening and where to click, it works as a satisfying order of operations game like, you know you need to click A, B, C... Oh, God. I didn't even mean to say A, B, C there. <laughs> you need to click X, Y, Z. One, two, three, or whatever to get from A to B to C. 
bloody <laughs> hell. But it's not great. It's not great in any way because the the puzzles that you actually have to click the order operations through kind of just naff or a wee bit boring. It doesn't have any comedy relief to what you're doing and the do you know what oh god what am i well, trying to say well then let me ask you let me put you on trial for a bit here okay Greg. yeah yeah then why play it multiple times like there has to be something there because because i love Poirot, right agreed okay i love Poirot. yeah you love Poirot. i personally cannot watch the telly because of some sort of some something wrong with my brain that might be in the <laughs> attention deficit type side of things where I can't watch an episode of Poirot or an episode of anything without being bold and going off and doing something else but I can sit and engage with the character that I like in a game and it gives me something to do. I can click, and and I'm just I'm just there, clicking and doing things that I know what to do. The busy work. Way, yeah, yeah. It's busy work for my hands while my brain is absorbing a story. So I can, I would rather play a shit game of a franchise I love than watch a TV program of the thing. If that makes sense. All right, fair enough. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm I think I'm more split down the middle, like. Me and Kelsey, thanks to you, we'll just have a day where we veg and watch Midsummer for mm-hmm. most of the day. The Midsummer Murders, not yeah. the horror film. Oh, God. Midsummer. Um, or, or, <laughs> Midsummer. Uh, or we'll just have a Poirot day where we'll sit and watch Poirot or Shakespeare and Hathaway or so, something like that. Um, and just, you know, have a good day watching a show. In, in this... I garnered no enjoyment other than those reenactment scenes. And I'm I'm going to be honest. I mean, we can might as well transition to final thoughts. I will never touch this again. Like, this is one of the few games in my collection where if it was worth anything, I would have sold it. Mm. And that's not, that's not bad on you by any means. No, I know. And it's, it's I, I find myself in a weird psychological self-reflective phase because the even... The Kenneth Branagh films, the two that have been out so far, and I hope they're more. I loved sitting and watching it. Like, I genuinely loved and enjoyed it. But if I'm sitting at home right now, sitting in my seat, looking at a big rectangle of telly, and I had the option of watching Death on the Nile or replaying the ABC murders my brain would immediately go to replaying ABC murders because it would give my fingers something to do and it would, it would like, it's it's a really weird media absorption thing I have where I can't just passively sit and watch something. Even a book. Even like, like though how are you with books? I'm not good with books. I'm not good with books at all. That's fair enough. My, my reading has gone down a lot as I've gotten older. Yeah, I just, I, 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 it's just the passive nature of sitting and watching really which is weird because these are the most passive games in existence but your fingers constantly i'm constantly walking that way and clicking that I, I, i mean even something like monkey island i just i know even when the screen is loading where to place the mouse to click next to move to the you know Craig, I would the best speedrunner in Monkey Island. Yeah, I would rather be doing that than watching a version of something, even if it was better, even if it was more entertaining in a general sense. That my body and brain needs to click and engage and like fiddle with things. I think I've got that's, a problem. That's fair I th- like I think I've got a mental. Well, either problem. that or you've gotten like like. I've wondered that about myself, too, because I used to voraciously read stuff, right? Like, I just used to. Uh, I don't anymore. I've switched to audiobooks that I can listen to while I work, and there you go. Um, and so even when I got a book that I, like, love reading, uh, the CRPG book from Bitmac Books, mm-hmm. not sponsored by them, but if you'd like to, I am behind <laughs> your product 100%. Um, 
I find it hard to sit and read for more than an hour or two. Like, like at, at that point, I start getting fidgety. Mm-hmm. And that might just be the nature of life today as opposed to when we were younger. Yeah. Um, hmm. Like, I, I have questions for you, but they're not related to Poirot. They're more related to uh, the type of games you like. Because I'm, I'm, you're, you're like this monkey in a jar that I can poke and get answers <laughs> for adventure games. But all right, let, let's not do that again. Because uh, we've we've talked about adventure games a lot. We have. I I think I think the failing of this is its passivity for me. A lot of it, and then there's the production values, and then there's the quotes gameplay. This game for me is a failure on all fronts, except for the voice acting of Poirot, which is super important. Yes. I think I've said that. So, final thoughts it, Craig. Yeah. And, but, <sighs> this was a giant disappointment for me. Oh, it was a giant disappointment for me. I've played this game several times, and before I played it for the podcast, I relatively enjoyed my time with it. Playing it and thinking about what I'm doing and analysing things and podcasting it made me... Um, really recognise how pretty garbage it is in certain places. I'm scrambling about because my telly's about to go off because of power saving. <laughs> there we go. Power savings of the devil. Yeah, so it's it's a bit of a shame because I have no regrets or anything like that, but I, I kind of liked this game up until the past couple of weeks and then I played it and I've looked at it and I've looked at it with a side eye and I've rationalised with myself and at the end of the day I've thought it's pretty shit <laughs> like it's like realising you the man himself it's like realising your childhood hero is a paedophile you just you feel it hasn't bit... happened to me yet <laughs> but I'm always scared <laughs> you know I just I just feel like oh, a bit a bit bummed. Yeah, no, no, like, like, um, going into this, me and Kelsey, because she was excited to have me play it, because on a second opinion, Kelsey really enjoys this game. She thought it was great. So, take our word with a grain of salt, where people that have played thousands of video games, that can be a detriment as well as a, a boon sometimes. Um... I uh, I listened to the audiobook at work, so I listened to the ABC Murders at work. And then I was like, hey, Kelsey, let's order some Chinese food, watch the ABC David Suchet. And we watched that. And then I cracked into the game, and my heart sunk into the Chinese food that was in my stomach when I started it. Because I was like, oh, no. And then I did a How Long to Beat and went, oh, whew, okay, all right, all right, I can I can muscle through this. Um, if this was as long as Sherlock, I would have cried. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes, um, we can give this two burning thumbs down uh, from us. Uh, a a ghostly burning thumbs down from Luke as well. <laughs> because couldn't even make it to the end, and I, I can't say I blame him. Uh, this was a thoroughly unpleasant game. Now, I please do not take me as... Uh, hyperbolic as oh this is the worst thing ever made it's perfectly fine and functional it's crime is it's boring and it's not engaging at all it's not one of the worst games i've played 2022 so i am very sorry artifact studio i'm sure your tour de france game is a game <laughs> any any last words craig I'm sorry, no. that sounded ominous. <laughs> I know, it sounded um, uh, Help, help, I'm in a cupboard. Um, no, no last words. I feel terrible. And it's what I wanted to avoid by recording the ABC models first. Because we spent two and a half hours talking about how good Sherlock was. I to- honestly don't think it would. I, I was, if you were less derogatory towards this game, I would have came out guns blazing. I I, I was ready to stamp this into the dirt until we yeah. started doing it, and then you're like, oh, jeez, I, I feel bad. I do feel, so, I, no, I don't think it made too much of a difference. Yeah. 
That's a shame. It is a shame because I think... It is a shame. It tries its best. It just... It's not good enough. Nope. All right. So, moving on to happier subjects. Bloody hell. Uh, do remember our next two games are near Automata square root of 1.5? Not near Automata. I keep calling it near Automata. Near Replicant mm-hmm. is what we are playing. The uh, remaster that came out. And Tales of Arise. So, if you have anything to say on why we are terrible people and we you think this game is good and we were wrong, I would love to hear a spirited defense of this game. Or if you're just like, hey, you guys were wrong, Sherlock was garbage, I would also love to hear a spirited defense. <laughs> I, I love talking about video games. So, if you have anything to say on those, if you have anything to say on Tales of Arise or Near Replicant, not Automata, Jesus, then yeah. Do, or... So you know what? Talk about Near Automata. I think that game is... Amazing. I think I did it dirty the first episode. Like, it's, as time has gone by, I think that game has gotten more and more interesting to me. It's it's an epic game. It's top ten material. It is a top ten soundtrack. That is for damn sure. Um, I still listen to that amusement park every once in a while. It's for fun. So, yes, if you have anything to say on any of those games, you can go to the website at thebiteffect.com where you can get a hold of us and even suggest a game so we don't butcher something like Agatha Christie, The ABC Murders. Um, I, Other than that, thank you very much for listening, and hopefully next week our game shall be Trey Magnifique. Craig? Mm-hmm. You gotta say something in French. Uh, bonjour, mad mademoiselle, my pantalon blue. Je m'appelle. Um, <laughs> je m'appelle. Uh, <laughs> all right, that is good enough for me. All right, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time.